to the 30-Minute Week Podcast on WFUVsports.org. Yes! And welcome once again to the 30-Minute Week Podcast. I am your host, Reed Horner, and I welcome all of you when and wherever you are listening. If you're new to our show, first off, welcome. The 30-Minute Week Podcast is your entire sports week condensed into 30 minutes of non-stop discussion and debate. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by the guy who officially titled the studio The Bunker, the man who proudly wore a Yankees hat while growing up in the heart of Red Sox country and one of the most talented people we have here at the station. He is Corey Miller. Let's go, Reed. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's a beautiful day out here in the Bronx and... Yeah, first time on the 30-minute podcast. I'm amped up about it. I'm telling you, I've been waiting a long time to get you on. So this, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, too. So you ready? Yeah, I, hey, I'm ready. Also, i got to acknowledge George Rodriguez, who's once again in the glass in the back, producing the best 30 minutes of our week. So thank you, buddy. Uh, well, now that we know who's in studio, let's find out who all of you are, are out there. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at 30MinutWeekPod. That's the numbers, 30, not the word. And you guys can also email us your questions to 30minuteweek at gmail.com, and we'll answer them uh, throughout our show. We do this every week. All the information I'm talking about also will be in the show's bio, so just in case you missed it. But so now that we've got all that out of the way, let's get started with the week's biggest headlines. George? Hey, what's away. up, guys? All right, so headline number one. The L.A. Lakers cleaned house this week by firing their GM, Mitch Kupchak. Vice President of Basketball Operations, Jim Buss, and VP of Public Relations, Jim, John Black. The team then hired Hall of Fame p- point guard and billionaire businessman Magic Johnson to be their newest president of basketball operations, who then fired, for, hired former sports agent Rob Palenka to be Lakers' new GM. How do you guys feel about all these moves? Corey? Whew. Power moves, first of all. Uh, in my opinion, I don't really think the Lakers could have picked anyone else and, and won over the fans. They had to go... With Magic Johnson, at least there had been reports out for months that this may happen, that he may take a role uh, with the executives, and here he is. And, and he's a big-time name. Really, I think it's going to attract the stars. I mean, that's their idea. What's interesting is the whole Rob Palenka thing as an agent coming to be the GM, kind of like Golden State had with Bob Myers. It's just it's it's an interesting development. I kind of like it. Do you think they're hiring for the fans, though? Is that a smart decision well, see, that's that's the because you mentioned part the fans, but the fans aren't shouldn't be running the Lakers. You're right, you're right. But think about it: they don't hire Magic. How do you explain that, right? So that's a problem. But it's also Magic Johnson. He knows basketball. He's a, he's a guy who's been around. He's one of the greatest. Be Lakers careful, ever. though. Be careful. He knows basketball was also the reason they hired him as a coach, and that did not work out. Hey, you're absolutely right. But when you look at this team and you see what they've been doing, something had to change. And I wonder how awkward it is in the Bus family because <laughs> things were going awry quickly. I mean, it seemed like the the tipping point was the DeMarcus Cousins trade, and New Orleans got him for not a ton, and Jeannie Buss said, well, "Well, see ya. With the Lakers trade, what I heard is that basically the Kings wanted um, too much. I guess what Kupchak thought is that they were going to have to give up too much of the Lakers' future, and he didn't want to jeopardize. So I actually kind of commend him for that. He didn't jeopardize the Lakers' future in exchange for his job, because you're right. I believe we both believe uh, mistake me if I'm wrong, but if DeMarcus Cousins is a Lakers, he keeps his job. I think so. I absolutely think so. Kupchak's interesting because he had so much success towards the beginning of his tenure. I mean, you with the Kobe and Shaq stuff, they were doing fantastic, and then they just kind of died out in the recent in, in the recent years. Kobe leaves, kind of a transition time. 
you would think maybe there'd be a little bit more patient. I mean, they're not that far away from a champion or from their past championship. It's been a couple years now, but in reality, that transition time, there's not a lot of patience for teams like the Lakers, like the Yankees, these big time teams <laughs> uh, in sports. They're 19 and 41. That is not what no. the Lakers fans want. And Jeannie Buss, even she said she was savage. Not only did she fire her brother, but she said, I should have done this sooner, which I thought was like, why are you doing that? But I actually think she's a really great basketball mind, and I'm glad they made this move. I'm still questioning the Magic Johnson hire, though. I feel like it's a really big gamble. I think it could end up paying off way better than Cubcheck or uh, bust could, but at the same time, it's a lot riskier because he's never done this. And what, what I've heard from everyone in the industry that knows way more than me, they say to be a good GM, to be a good president, you need to be in the 24-7. And as George said in the intro, he's a billionaire. He owns companies. He's Magic Johnson. Can we trust him to be invested enough to be able to do the job to the extent they need him to get it done? That's a great point. Can you trust him? Because think about Magic. What He has a stake in the Dodgers was just with ESPN. He seems like a little confused. You know, he's got all these different roles. Lakers, though, have to be his top priority. This is, you know, how he grew up. This is where he came to be. It hurt his brand, too, if he messes up the Lakers. Oh, certainly. Certainly. If he if this is a failure for Magic Johnson, how, how tarnished is his legacy? It changes completely. I mean, not the basketball player, but just his total legacy for basketball. You're right. It's a risk, no doubt. But when you have a guy who is well-connected like Rob Palenka in the league, well-respected, knows a ton of agents, so that's he's going to have agent friends, plus a guy like Magic who knows basketball, yes, I mean, you can you can say that he's had his problems, but he had his he, he knows basketball. He's one of the greatest of all times. If they can attract stars, I, I really think that's what they want to do, attract stars. And in this league, you need stars. And Palenka, is a, I, I think that is the most fascinating hire. You all may know him or not know him as a member of the Fab Five, obviously not being one of the fabulous five, but on that team, ended becoming getting a law degree and everything, and now he became a very powerful agent and represented players such as Andre Guardala, James Harden, Andre Drummond, Buddy Heald, and many more, now becomes a GM. Some people are saying, "How this doesn't really happen. How can you go from agent to GM? I would argue, and I believe this, I don't know if he as an individual will be successful, but I kind of like the idea of hiring agents to be GMs because who knows players more? Who knows the dirt on players more? And who knows I just the psyche of maybe the, a, a disconnected GM may not understand. And from a franchise standpoint, who's better in debate with another agent? <laughs> you yeah. Know? I mean, agent a on agent. One he, knows, deal. he knows the whole system. And he's been very successful. Of course, Kobe Bryant also has to come into this conversation. He was Kobe's agent for a while. And, and you think, wow, Magic's also made comments about bringing Kobe right Which back. They so I, that, I, I kind of agree with you. But at the same time, it's Kobe Bryant. And he's demand. I mean, he's a demanding guy, a kind of a culture guy. But he also has a lot going on. And he doesn't seem like he wants to jump back on that bandwagon so quickly. But you got to think that also is a factor here with Palenka. I I think the Lakers are good or better off where they are now. I, you mentioned the Kobe thing before we get to the next headline. I just don't want them to end up being like the... Have you seen, have you seen the show Fuller House? The, the oh, yeah, yeah. The I don't remake. want them to end up being like that show, just trying to squeeze in as many familiar faces as possible, because that show, oh, God. Love Fuller House. <laughs> Fuller House could do without. Anyways. But, yeah. So I think we're both in agreement that the uh, Lakers are better off, but I, I'm still hesitant as to say if they'll be better off with Magic long-term. It's interesting, these these execs, like Michael Jordan hasn't exactly had a ton of success in his, as an exec. Larry Bird hasn't really either. Danny Ainge has, and there have been others, but it's just interesting to see how this all forms. We'll see. Number two. All right, number two. 
Recently, Kyrie Irving shocked a lot of people by saying he believed the world to be flat during an interview on the podcast Road Tripping with RJ and Channing. As you might expect, social media exploded in instantly with both outrage and support. In light of these comments, what do you think about Irving's statements and how do athletes' non-sports-related belief, beliefs affect how you view them as players? Can I take this one? Go for yes. it. All right, so when I heard this, I – well, I wasn't drinking anything, but I was so outraged I had to go find <laughs> the nearest drink, drink it, and spit it out because I'm dramatic like that. <laughs> but I – I have so many angles at this. I love the end of that question, right? Because it, it is in this day and age, whether it be because of social media, whether it be because we athletes feel more empowered, it feels like we are more and more hearing the opinions they have that are outside of sports, which is which personally I love. I think they have every right to do so, whether I agree with them or not. And in this case, I I don't even know how this is a issue where you agree or don't agree. I don't know if I can't wrap my head around this. The world is not flat. Are you sure? That's not an opinion. Are One you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> science, baby, science. Like this is just I mean, and even if you even if you're on his side, if you're Kyrie Irving, you basically are just discounting science. I don't believe in science. Then how can you turn around and sell me say your shoes and boast about the science behind that makes these shoes better than other shoes if I know you don't believe some of the most basic facts? That's what bothers me with this Kyrie Irving thing. And quite frankly, I, I would like to say it doesn't affect my thought of them as players or athletes, but it does. Because now every time I see Kyrie Irving shooting that basketball, it's going to make me think round, earth round. He doesn't <laughs> think the world's round. It's bad. Bad look for him. But listen, I don't actually think Kyrie Irving thinks the world is flat. I think he does. Did you know? He, 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 double, he double backed on those comments. He's like, you know what? I believe what I believe uh, Right, but at the same time, he's also saying, look at all these people up in arms about me saying this. You know what I mean? I and, think and that how was... many people grabbed attention to it, and it took storm <laughs> because he said this, and it doesn't matter at all, right? If you think about it in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. I think it does. I mean, one, that's a misdirect, I feel like. He's just, oh, wow, this is really getting out of hand. Let me just, oh, I just... Jokes on you guys. I was just trying to see how mad you get. I don't. He never went back and said, "I don't believe this." And I also think if you believe your athlete's a role model, LeBron is a great example. Always gets clowned for everything he does. Kyrie Irving's coming out here saying something that completely contradicts what your children are learning in science class. Get at him for that. But there, there's no way he can believe. I just don't think he can believe this. Because think about it. I mean, we <laughs> have so much proof that it's not flat. So you're I struggling mean, so with the fact that he doesn't believe it. I'm telling you, he does believe it, and I can't believe that. See, I him. get that. I don't think he. I don't think he believes it. That's my opinion. I don't know. Okay. Well, it, but it brings the point that he was saying is that look how much people care about little things that we say as athletes, which again brings your point to to a head. And I think Cam Newton had a great point about this uh, in this past season. He goes, you know, when there are social issues going around, uh, especially in the African American communities, people, you know, trashed him a little bit for when he didn't say anything. And then people also trashed him for when he does say stuff. So he says sometimes it's a lose-lose. I, I think it's tough for athletes. But they're put right in front of the press. They're put a microphone right in front of their mouth. They're asked questions. And if they have to answer it, you know, they can do it as they please. I don't have a problem with that. It's interesting, though. People care. People yeah. really do care. And this is a proof of it. I, I'm very glad Kyrie Irving said this. I completely disagree with him. But I love athletes feeling they don't have to hold back because they're real opinions. Because being two people that are in 
sports journalism industry, when we ask questions to a player or an interviewee, we want the real answer. Right. I don't care if I disagree with you or not. I want authenticity because I think authenticity is what we all crave, whether it's conscious or subconsciously. So I disagree with Irving in this, but I commend him for being honest. Do you think Kyrie would dribble a ball better if the earth was flat? I don't know. I heard <laughs> I, I heard some funny jokes, like three-point competition, give him a Frisbee since he thinks the world's flat, all this kind of stuff. But eh, it happened. I'm going to try and forget it happened. Probably won't. What I will try to talk about right now is the third headline. George, what is it? Third headline. Pittsburgh Steelers have just signed their star wide receiver, Antonio Brown, to a four-year, $68 million extension, making him the highest-paid receiver in the league. Was this re- the right decision by the Steelers, and how important is it for a team to have a star wide receiver? So, Corey, it's not football season. Still talking football. Antonio Brown is the highest paid, as George said, receiver in the league. Wasn't in the Super Bowl. What do you think about this move? I mean, look, the dude's been unbelievable for, for the Steelers in his time on that team. This sets it up for the twilight of Ben's career. The end of Ben's career, you have Antonio Brown, they're they're talking with they're in contract talks with Le'Veon Bell, and you have those three killer bees as a great foundation to your offense. I think anyone would take it. I mean, listen, Antonio Brown, the production you cannot deny. The dude's put up numerous. Uh, he has the most receptions, most touchdowns, and most receiving yards since he's gotten in the league. And he's been unbelievable. Although I will caution you in thinking about that, especially in football, as you know, the turnover from players' performances can be so drastic from year to year. I would just tell you to look back at last year, which he was second in receptions and second in TDs, but 68th in yards per catch and fifth in total yards. Fifth in total yards isn't bad. I like having a star receiver on my team. I don't think it's worth it when you pay him that amount of money. But listen, they can end the deal. I mean, they can. there's only That's 19 fair. and Not a half guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll give him this signing bonus, and then he'll make 900-plus next year. And then it's all about getting on the roster. You see all these roster bonuses. So in 2018, he gets $6 million makes the ro- if he makes the roster. In 2019, he gets $2.5 million if he makes the roster. Those are just roster bonuses. But if, if you cut him then, and if his production significantly drops, it's not that risky for the Steelers. You look at it almost as in a sense that could he have gotten more guaranteed money? Because a lot of NFL players have been. Corey, we're in the trust tree, right? Yeah. Me and you. Everyone out there listening. Keep it between us. Do you think he may be the highest paid receiver in the league? Is he the best? I I think it's tough between him, Odell, and Julio Jones, but I would go with Julio. You would go with Julio. And this is why I want him on the show, ladies and gentlemen. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I was hoping we'd have to fight. I think Julio Jones is by far the best receiver in the league. What he did in the Super Bowl alone is impressive. I think Antonio Brown. I think okay, the Steelers did this. I think just it was a great point you make with Ben Roethlisberger being in the twilight of his career. I think this signing was for him. I don't think this signing was for the Steelers' future. I think it was for the few years they're going to have Ben left because certain teams have proven you don't need a star. Although I don't like people going to the Patriots saying they don't have a star receiver. They don't. They have good receivers. You still need good receivers. But I think when building a team, if they didn't, if if the Steelers have more holes, they do have more holes than receiver, I think maybe they could have tried to allocate more money towards their offensive line perhaps or something like that. Regardless... I don't think he's going to finish out that contract anyway, so it doesn't mean anything to me. Well, that's the thing. And another thing is this whole Facebook post. How much did that affect it? Now, Drew, yeah. Drew Rosenhaus said... Adds the ego. It didn't. It wasn't something that the Steelers held over him necessarily, but 
you you got to imagine if you're in those contract talks and we're talking millions of dollars that has ha- that must have been brought up at some point. And Rosenhaus said he talked to them. He did discuss it, but it wasn't something they held over his head. Maybe that ended some less guaranteed money. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, I mean, 19 and a half millions, pretty solid. I think we'll be for happy him. with that. And his you know? Lego haircut. It's good. It's good. Anyways, that is it for our headlines. It's now time for our newest segment of the show, maybe Woo. soon to be our favorite, buy or sell. That is when George reads us the questions that you guys out there, the 30-minute week community, have either tweeted us or emailed us throughout this past week. Then Corey and I are going to say if we buy or sell each story. George? What's hey, the first what's up, question? Guys? All right, first question from Lucia Woods asks, do you guys buy or sell Tebow's chances of making an MLB roster? <laughs> well, the Mets are selling all of his jerseys because of it. I can tell you that, Reed. I'm selling this hard. This is money, money, money. He's not going to make the roster. He's a non-roster invite to spring training. That's so demoralizing. You're a non-roster invite. <laughs> like, don't you even give come, him the participation would... <laughs> trophy. <laughs> this, this guy is not going to make a roster this year. I mean, we'll see if they keep him on in the lower leagues. I mean, they should. I mean, you would think they would. The jersey sales are there. It, it, it's works. On another sense, maybe the Mets need this religious messiah awakening <laughs> figure in Tim Tebow. Maybe you just bring him on for the heck of it, and their that's, luck will change. That's my first reaction is exactly what you have. There's no way he's going to make the MLB. Although, fair point. He was a quarterback in the NFL and couldn't throw a football, so he's proven he can work <laughs> miracles. That being said, and one. Yeah, he, he did Relatively. Win. He, his team had more points at the end of each game. You are right. <laughs> Don't think he won. Anyways, I thought about this, and I was like, you know what? Let me be realistic and understand the business, as you mentioned, aspect of baseball. And I went percentage-wise. I think there's a 20% chance he'll be on, say, an MLB starting roster. Not because he deserves it, but exactly what you said. Either it's the Mets or either some other team at the end of the season goes in the toilet bowl, and they're trying to sell jerseys, sell tickets. I'll tell you this. Not a giant fan of baseball. Tim Tebow ends up on a roster, I'm going to watch that game because I just want to see the spectacle that is the kneeling wonder. You know what I mean? Is it a hope for him to fail or succeed? What do you think? Oh, no. I don't I don't really care. It's just you want to see him. I want him to... F- no, I want him to fail so then he can try and go to the U.S. Open and then he can <laughs> fail and then try to play golf. Just do everything. Every sport. That would be the, the antithesis of Bo Jackson. That's what I want Tim Tebow to be. Is, is Tim Tebow the most famous baseball player right now? Isn't that isn't that interesting? <laughs> That's more of a comment on baseball's ability right? to market their players. But I'm just uh, it, uh, true. He's got to be up there. True, true, true. Anyways, next question, George. All right, second question. Jonathan Colon wants to know: Do you guys buy or sell the Shaq and Javale McGee feud? Colon, I like that. I can't, I can't roll my R's. That's impressive. <laughs> do I buy or sell it? I buy it completely. I love this stuff. I love feuds. I love Twitter feuds. I love when famous people that are way more popular than me get into these type of things and they realize you realize that they can be childish and human um i have really no words to describe how i feel about this Corey, tnt's loving it i can tell you that they are getting lots of attention I, it's it, it seems a little beneath shack to have to do this to go after javal mcgee still, like this but still true to his brand in a way right no doubt no doubt but I mean, he makes this video of just this compilation of Javal McGee just <laughs> failing, missing dunks, tripping, so all this savage. stuff on, on a ton of different teams and all that. I I actually buy this. I like Shaq. I'm a big Shaq guy. I think he's the coolest basketball player that's ever played, and he continues to prove it. Hot take. But I also I also don't blame McGee for standing up to himself. I mean, he did it interestingly on Twitter with some choice words or abbreviations, if you will, but... 
he should have stood up. And then Shaq kind of gets into it, and they keep going. And I don't think Shaq needs to call him a bum. I think it gets a little too far. And I wonder... JaVale McGee, I think, went too far at first, too. I mean, I'm not going to... I don't really think it would say for us It was an aggressive airwaves. start. But what he said was pretty was pretty gut punch to Shaq. Shaq, I thought Shaq in the fool before that was a playful type of thing. I right. didn't care. And I would say, JaVel McGee, you're a pro athlete. Just don't worry about that. At the same time, Shaq did come at him pretty like schoolyard meet me, basically meet me behind the gym yeah. type of deal. So I'm glad it's over. He was eating the popcorn the entire time. Do you think they're like a personal feud from oh, it's definitely. years in the when they played? Maybe Shaq no, said something. No, no you think let's just be honest. They may be equals in this argument, but Shaq's a Hall of oh. Famer, and Javale McGee is a Hall of non-famer. Is that, is that sorry? <laughs> I hate when I don't know how to finish. He was good sentences. in the dunk contest once. I, I yeah, I think I feel like Javale McGee should be thanking Shaq because the only time he ever gets on TV is <laughs> when he gets the into these Shaq and the fool things. <laughs> Anyways, so I think we both. Buy him? Long live Shaq. Okay. Bye. Next one, George. All right. Number three. Gregory Keller wonders, do you guys buy or sell Beyonce helping Kevin Garnett's career? She has a killer jump shot, Corey. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Why don't you tell everyone a a, a little bit more about this headline? Well, yeah. Kevin Garnett comes out and and talks about some training he had observed, you know, Beyonce working out and and kind of singing uh, as she works out. And so he decided when he would go to L.A. and run on the beach that he would speak and talk and he was like la 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 I was running on the beach screaming my head off and to help him for the game training him for when he had to play in the season uh get back on defense talk on defense and all that very interesting it's so kg yeah sounds comedic but I actually think very it's very helpful because well not only that's one way to be able to run on the beach by yourself because some (laughs) giant seven foot man just screaming his head off clearing the beach regardless I don't know if you played basketball in high school. Or yeah. I played in high school. And my c- coach always told us, talk on defense. Talk like oh, you're yeah. talking. And, and law players struggle with that. It's hard. You're so concentrated in the game, never mind being able to run and talk. You're winded. So I kind of actually really am buying this because he's practicing running and speaking. So his lungs are getting a little more exercise. So we, I think he's actually seeing real benefit from this Beyonce-like workout. Okay, but here's the deal. Do- doesn't everyone sort of – I, I feel like – a lot of people listen to music when they run and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, for one, I sing. I, I say stuff during the time. I mean, I get. I guess I get tired and it's, it sort of stalls out. But is this a Beyonce thing? Like, is, is this something that Beyonce started? I'm not so sure about that. I feel like a lot of people, when they're doing activities of, of work, and they try to talk a lot. I mean, think about it. Like, in a, in a, in a football locker room, they're all yelling, <laughs> lifting weights I, and all no, that. I think you're projecting a little bit too much of your own personality because I don't I I may have a job speaking in front of a microphone but believe it or not outside of of this studio I don't like sing out loud I'm, I'm very quiet in public maybe because I'm just an awkward shy person naturally but regardless I think a lot more people are like me and less like you Corey well I I just don't know if it's a whole Beyonce helping like KG's gonna be in shape anyways no Beyonce and he's gonna yap getting, away anyways no I, I guess the headline missold mis- it it makes you think like Kevin Garnett's doing curls, and Beyonce's right. like, one, two. <laughs> that would be funny, but not realistic. But I'm bu- We're buying a lot today. We've got, got deep pockets. I think, do we have time for one more, right? Yeah, we do. All right, Jerry Mitchell wrote, do you guys buy or sell this story about the Louis- Louisville student, Jackson Loxon, who was denied his prize of $38,000 after hitting a half-court shot because the school found out afterwards that he played basketball in high school? I actually got unreasonably mad when I read the story heard it 
I don't know. Maybe because again, I, I projected me making that and then being told I can't get that thirty-eight thousand dollars. Because be as a college student, that's a lot. It's a lot, and I felt like it seemed so pathetic and greedy by uh, Louisville and the organization that sponsored it because, like, the guy did it. The chances of making it are very slim. So whether, I mean, I guess technically, yeah, he lied to them. But the question I have is why is one of the prereqs, like, you're trying to make it out to be a charitable event, but yet you're saying you can't have even played basketball in high school? That's like saying you can run this race for a million dollars, but you have to be handicapped. Like, that's, why is that something they should be doing? The dude steps up in front of all these fans and hits... These, what, four four shots? Well, he had to make a layup, a free throw, a college three, and then a half-court yeah, shot. shot. He only missed one shot, and that was his first three-point attempt, and still only had time for one half-court shot, which he made. He nails it. I mean, nails he absolutely it. nails it. I, I can't imagine how they're not going to give him this money. They I, won't. I mean, how? How? I, I get that he played basketball. It's in the written rules. What written? Did, did he, you think he's reading that? Do you think anyone who volunteers knows that that's a clause? And first of all, is that a clause that's in other things like this? Usually it's it's kind of normal Joe people, and it, I guess that's kind of what he was assumed to be, but six years? You need to have six years out <laughs> since you last played basketball? I think... What does that mean? I think Louisville's regretting doing this because I don't think they thought this would be that big of a story. Now they just look bad, and a public image hit is not worth $38,000. Especially for Louisville, who's already taken a couple public image hits, well, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, they've, they've taken a lot. Yeah, so they're just, they're they're trending away. I'm selling this hard. I, this just not, this should not have happened. I, I cannot believe that they won't at least compensate him for something. They said they were going to give him something. He won't go home empty, but $38,000 is a lot different from... A TV. You think they're gonna give him a TV? I thought it was. Big. I, I just made that up, but I just a small. <laughs> I thought they'd like give that. him like a handwritten note from Patino, like "Good job, son." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what voice that was. <laughs> Anyways, that is it for buy or sell. We now have time for my personal favorite part of the show, even though I don't really do much. This is the question game. Ooh, I'm ready. Usually done by Manny Adeye, who's out for today. So Corey Miller is going to try and compete and see how much better or worse. We'll see if I can live up can to do. it. Trust me, you, if, uh, hopefully he's not listening. It's not much to live up to. <laughs> I'm All right, Manny, here I come. He holds the record. I'm just saying. All right, that's fair. But he Records always, are meant I, to I be just, broken. I, he always says I cheat to get him. Get him I, it, it, it's dynamic. We don't have to worry. I love you, Manny. Anyways, get the timer ready. Would you rather have 50, a 50% chance at a million dollars or have a 99% chance at $20? The, the, the bigger one, 50% chance at a million. Snapchat or Instagram? Snapchat, hardcore. Live, live without TV or live without video games? Ooh, live without video games. Eat pizza without pizza sauce or eat pizza without cheese? Pizza Come without on. pizza sauce is pretty good. Let's go faster, Domino's or Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut. Anime or TV shows? TV shows, easy. Never use a console or never use a computer? Console. Minecraft or Roblox? Ooh, Minecraft, I guess. Fall into a pit of spiders or fall into a pit of snakes? Spiders, easy. Be able to fly or be able to be invisible? Fly, I want to fly. Newer music or older music? I like newer music. We're almost there. Never be able to talk again or become deaf forever. Oh, I like talking. I have to do that. Chicken nuggets, hamburgers, or pizza? Pizza. Snapchat, Instagram, or YouTube? Hey, I'm Snapchat all day, every day. Eight seconds. Freeze to death or burn to death? Ooh, freeze. One more. Empire or the orange is black new? I can't. I messed it up. I'm sorry. I'll again. go orange is the new black. I, I, I'm sorry. I, the pressure got to me. <laughs> One job. It was rapid. I told you I was going to come quick. Ah, damn. All right. 
Well, I'll talk to myself about this later. Anyways, that <laughs> was the question game. And unfortunately, guys, that was our show. It has unfortunately came as fast. Oh, I always mess that up. It's unfortunately gone as fast as it came. But don't worry, guys. We'll be back soon. Same time, same place. Don't forget to take, stay connected with the show throughout the week throughout with Twitter, Instagram. Just follow us at 30 Minute Week Pod. Again, information will be in the post below. We can't hear from you. Can't wait to hear from you. Any last words, guys, before we go? The world is flat, George. I'm telling you. It, I mean, you can't prove it's not, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm. If we're going to – I like the idea of a triangle. A triangle? I mean, might as well. Triangle. Anyways, they don't get enough love. So for Corey Miller, George Rodriguez, and myself, Reed Horner, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you all here next week on the 30-Minute Week Podcast. Bye for now.